0: Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS device. Download it and you can have a full-fledged discussion with me, your favorite athlete, your favorite reporter, fans, whatever the case might be. You can have a discussion on all the latest sports topics. So Locker Room, once again, a free iOS device. Download it today, and I will let you guys know when I go live on Lock Room, and you can have a full blown discussion with me, my fellow locked on uh, podcast members, whatever the case might be. It's a lot of fun, so get in on the action and get in on the discussion, everybody. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. So, anyway, let's talk about Lindy Ruff, shall we? So, I was a little hesitant about Lindy Ruff being the next head coach for the New Jersey Devils, but after his first season, during unprecedented times, I think he has done a phenomenal job, and I want to break down his exit. In So, ultimately, guys, this was a very popular subject that I was doing, but I had to stop it, especially when the draft was starting to uh, take shape for the New Jersey Devils in terms of selection process, rumors as to who they could select next July, whatever the case might be. So, ultimately, I did have to put a minor halt on it, but I want to talk about Lindy Ruff, Tom Fitzgerald, whatever the case might be, and the next uh, steps for the New Jersey Devils organization. And also, Jack Hughes is mentioned quite frequently throughout the course of this episode but there was one coach, and it wasn't Lindy Ruff, who was a big help in the development of the young and improving Jack Hughes. And his name is Mark Recchi. yep, one of the assistant coaches for the New Jersey Devils, who is in the National Hockey Hall of Fame, inducted in 2017, a multi-time All-Star, a three-time Stanley Cup champion as a player. And Mark Reckey is developing Jack Hughes in the right direction, We'll get to that later in the episode. And ultimately, uh, which line is Lindy Ruff's favorite? I think you already know who it is because I talked about it in the last episode. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode for the New Jersey Devils, Lindy Ruff, and ultimately his final verdict on the season for the New Jersey Devils. And can we be a playoff team next season? Well, we're going to have to add a few pieces, but I think it's plausible. So buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a full-fledged episode. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Play by Play Announcer, and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2:20 p.m. Eastern Time, June 11th, 2021, at the time of this recording. And guys, if you missed the last episode, I basically spoke upon the energy line for the New Jersey Devils and how I talked about all three players' is quiet yet somewhat productive season. So. I'm obviously guys that's their third line yet they call those guys their energy line so if you're a more casual hockey fan usually your first line is your best offensive players and then your second line is your second tier of offensive players then your third line is called your checking line those are usually your more for defensive uh, kind of players and then obviously your fourth line is your energy line because their job is to just eat away ice time so that way your starters can get a breather they can get a rest whatever the case might be but anyway they call their third line that consists of Miles Wood, Michael McLeod, and Nathan Bastion. They call those guys their energy line, yet those guys play on the third line. That's how they finished off the season, but whatever the case might be, we spoke about their seasons. I talked about how Michael McLeod did really well in the face-off, how he uh, had a career high in all three categories, albeit he did have more game opportunities to do so, but still nothing should be taken away from Mikey McLeod in his productive season. I talked about how Nathan Bastion led uh, the entire Devils roster in hits, and he was actually tops amongst all NHL rookies in that category as well and I talked about the overall improvement in terms of leadership from Miles Wood we saw his grittiness we saw his determination and overall you know Miles Wood he is just a great leader he could get under uh, the player skins whether it's for our team the opposing team whatever the case might be he really knows how to light a fire under you and just uh, get the best out of you and overall it really translated really well despite the shortened season so Overall, for Miles Wood, I think uh, I'm, I'm expecting big things from him next year. Same with Mikey McLeod and also Nathan Bastion. But overall, I think Lindy Roth really does have a plan for them. So anyway, guys, if you also missed the last episode, I talked about how the Islanders are now going to be in the semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They are now in the Final Four, and it's going to be really exciting. And by the way, the Avalanche and Vegas series, man, th- that expansion draft is going to be very interesting for the Seattle Kraken because look how successful Vegas has been the last last few years, ever since they've been in the league, because first year in the league, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and now they're back in the Final Four, and overall, they've just been having years of success, and any team would kill to have that kind of success that Vegas is having, so that expansion draft is like, you know, that's some video game type stuff, like, you know, I'm excited to see what happens for the Seattle Kraken, because they could potentially build a dream team for themselves, but anyway, Vegas, very interesting, and also, Avalanche up 2-0, man, like, and they crushed the Vegas Golden Knights, I believe in the first game so you know it's, it's gonna be really interesting to see what the expansion draft has in store for the Seattle crack I'm looking forward to that but anyway let's focus more on our players the New York Islanders so in other words uh we call them the New York Devils because Lou Lamorello loves His New Jersey Devils because he has Travis Zajac on the team, Kyle Palmieri on the team, Andy Green on the team, and obviously Corey Schneider on the team. And by the way, I don't want to hear no Corey Schneider slander whatsoever because... Uh, I tweeted out um, in response to someone who forgot to mention Corey Schneider's, um, you know, name in terms of congratulating, you know, Devils players that are on the New York Islanders roster. And uh, one of the uh, Twitter responses was, like, I don't know her. And I just said, okay, you know what? I know the ending for Corey Schneider was not great under any stretch of the imagination, But I don't want to hear any Corey Schneider slander whatsoever. So Corey Schneider was second all-time for games played, 311. Second all-time in shutouts, 17.0 third all-time in wins, 115, top 15 in goals against average at 2.5, and top 10 in save percentage at 9.15, and this is ranked amongst Devil's goaltending history. And obviously, he's in Marty Brodeur's shadow. That's why he's second all-time for a few of those categories, but albeit, I don't want to hear any Corey Schneider slander. Now, what is this leading to? Well, obviously, so uh, with the Islanders being in the final four of the Stanley Cup Finals, We're talking about uh, that draft pick that unfortunately is going to range anywhere from 29th to 32nd. It really depends on how the Islanders finish off their year. And obviously, guys, you know, we want that draft pick to be as high as it can be. But here's what general manager Tom Fitzgerald said. He said he hopes that it's going to be a 32nd pick because he wants to see Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac win a cup. So, you know what, um, I, I have respect for Tom Fitzgerald, but at the same time, man, you need to know that this is a business, and you know, you can't have any loose strings, you can't have any loose ends, you can't have any like, you know, feelings one way or another, I know you want to see Travis Zajac and Kyle Paul Mary succeed, and like I told you guys, I don't wish failure amongst anyone. I'm not saying that I am I want Kyle Palmieri or Travis Zajac to do poorly. I don't want Andy Green to do poorly. I don't want Corey Schneider to do poorly. That's not what I'm hoping for. I'm just saying, like, from a business side of things, I want that draft pick to be, you know, as great as it can be. Because, you know what, you know, Kyle Palmieri is a good player. So is Travis Zajac. Travis Zajac has been with us since 2006. And, obviously, uh, Corey Schneider, he is one of the... You know, I don't care what you say. He is up there amongst uh, Devils goaltending history, just saying. And then Andy Green is one of our former head captains. So like I told you, I I don't wish uh, failure amongst anyone. But from a business side of things, you know, you can't have any loose ends. Now, what is this leading to? Well, you know, guys, uh, speaking of like Tom Fitzgerald, uh, head coaching staff, whatever the case might be. Remember a few weeks ago when I was doing exit interview meeting breakdowns and I was basically giving you guys snippets of uh, various exit meeting interviews including from like Miles Wood, Jack Hughes, Nico Heizer, whatever the case might be and I give you guys my two cent uh, response to any of the answers that they provided to the reporters. You guys seem to enjoy it very much but there were a couple people that I forgot so obviously in this episode I want to get to Lindy Ruff and then I want to get to Tom Fitzgerald and overall because you know I I just want to talk about it before uh, the offseason officially begins for the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, the main domino piece has already fallen in terms of where we're going to select in this year's NHL draft. But obviously, the draft is in for like another month and a few weeks, and then obviously, free agency will start after that. And we still haven't gotten to the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. So ultimately, guys, there's going to be a lot of fast-moving parts, and it's going to get here more quick than we uh, realize. So I want to give you guys some more exit interview meetings, break it all down, so that way I can give you guys more of a preview as to what's to come. Uh, next season or the offseason, whatever the case might be for the New Jersey Devils. So without further ado, let's get right to Lindy Ruff. So Lindy Ruff said in his opening statement that he said that there was a lot of young players who got real good taste of the NHL mentions Hugh Smith, and he wants the team battling for a playoff spot going forward. They all showed incredible growth. The mistakes have to go down. Will be easier with practices in normal season. So here's another thing that people don't really talk about, and I agree with Lindy Ruff in this case, is that it was a lack of practice time that I think hurt a lot of these young guys. So obviously, guys, you know, early in the season, we saw that the New Jersey Devils were turning the puck over a lot. They cleaned it up towards the end of the season, but, you know, something like that, that gets better with time. But ultimately, you know, when we're struggling in certain aspects, including like our penalty kill, our power play, whatever the case might be, We're not really given uh, practice time to do so because you know, as soon as we play a game, you know, we get an off day and then we have to play another game and these games are like series. So obviously there were a few times this season where we had to play back to back and obviously guys, sometimes that's not the best way to, uh, you know, play the sport of hockey because, you know, you need practice time. You need to sit down, watch the game footage, see what you messed up in because obviously everyone gets better as the season progresses, but ultimately you want to get better at practice. So obviously, obviously, In terms of battling for a playoff spot, I kind of agree with them in this case. So I I believe, if not this year, next season for the New Jersey Devils, they should be uh, in the position of the New York Rangers, which is you're battling for that last playoff position in uh, the East Division. Obviously, when things get back to normal, maybe we can you know compete for a wild card spot, whatever the case might be. But ultimately, for the New Jersey Devils, I, I. think they can compete for a playoff spot quite honestly but a lot of things will have to go their way in terms of production who's going to step up and ultimately you know I need to see what we're going to do during the course of the offseason but I have full faith in Lindy Ruff that he could develop our young guys into the right direction but Ultimately, it's going to factor in on how the season is, how much practice time we could get, and overall how much uh, more normal are things going to be next season. So I agree with Lindy Ruff on his opening statement, which is, yeah, a lot of guys got NHL experience, including uh, Nolan Foot, Kevin Ball, Tyce Thompson. I know I'm forgetting a few others, but ultimately, you know, just bringing those guys up from the AHL, and now I'm going to have to get used to calling it the Utica uh, comments or, or the Utica Devils, whatever the case might be. I, I, I'm still so accustomed to the Binghamton Devils, but whatever the case might be, I'm excited to see what New Jersey could do for their young guns. And ultimately guys, you know, this season's going to be interesting and but a lot is going to have to go right for the New Jersey Devils if they want to make that playoff spot, but ultimately, let's just see what they do during the course of the offseason. Let's see if they can draft their guy, Luke Hughes. We'll see what happens, but ultimately, I'm liking the direction the New Jersey Devils are going in, and also an interesting fact, the last time that the New Jersey Devils used their first selection to draft a defenseman, particularly a left-handed defenseman, came back in 2018 when they drafted Ty Smith at 17th overall, so i I think we're going to see some deja vu right there and look how Ty Smith has turned out. So ultimately, uh, those are some of the things that are going to have to go right for the New Jersey Devils. And now we have a lot more to discuss in terms of Lindy Ruff and what he uh, thinks the New Jersey Devils can do next year. And ultimately, I have full faith in him, but... Uh, First and foremost, it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from Wealthfront. So, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is entrusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you get all your first $5,000 Dollars managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. To get your first five thousand dollars managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to get started today. So, continuing with what Ruff said, he said off days were mainly for rest this season, compressed with schedule. So, obviously, Nico Heser's injuries from his head to his leg to COVID, and then Corey Crawford all of a sudden retiring were tough blows to the team. So, anyway, I told you guys that off days were mainly for rest like I told you guys they're not using those off days to practice due to the fact that it's a compressed schedule and when you're playing that much hockey you're just setting yourself up for uh injury you're setting yourself something up for catastrophic whatever the case might be so obviously you know those days were just mainly for rest for the New Jersey Devils and they still could not get away from the injury bug especially Nico Heizer but then again Uh, You know, two of those three injuries were kind of just freak accidents. So, you know, getting COVID, he can't control that. And then, obviously, him essentially hurting his face from PK Subban's puck. You know, can't do anything about that. But overall, for the New Jersey Devils, it's just like, you know, the compressed schedule was certainly, uh, you know just a challenge that they had to climb but a lot of other NHL teams also had to climb that in fact no all the other NHL teams had to overcome that as well so obviously it's kind of hard to feel sympathetic for the New Jersey Devils in that situation however here are a few things that didn't go their way so obviously Nico Heeser's injuries I think another thing he forgot to mention was Blackwood was also injured uh, throughout the course of the year he did have COVID early on and then that put us behind the eight ball Corey crawford all of a sudden retiring did put us into a very uh bad pickle because now scott wedgwood had to be the backup goaltender and albeit was scott wedgwood spectacular no but was he solid yes especially during uh i'd say the first half of the year he was particularly solid especially when he was filling in for Mackenzie blackwood obviously the new jersey devils had three shutouts this season he was responsible for two of them So I think for Scott Wedgwood, you know, he did the best that he could potentially do. And then obviously, you know, just Aaron Dell was a huge disappointment because I thought that could have been another diamond in the rough. I was actually really excited when we got him because I thought we lucked out. But ultimately, uh, I don't think Aaron Dell is even going to be given another NHL chance if I'm being completely honest with you. But overall, so, you know, when we're looking at it from that standpoint, we were definitely put into situations prior to the start of the season. And I think that's uh, top agenda for the New Jersey Devils, which is, Find a backup goaltender that's solid. And, you know, who ha- can provide some veteran experience for a young team. So that way, uh, Scott Wedgwood and Mackenzie Blackwood could learn a thing or two from, uh, you know, this respective player. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking Peke Renee, you know, I'm just, I'm just putting names out there. Uh, you know, Nashville Predators player. Uh, this is probably his final season with Nashville. So I don't think they're going to sign him. So Renee is definitely, you know, top of my list. But anyway, that's just my opinion. So, uh, you know, ultimately, I think... Uh, Uh, You know, once we get back to a full-fledged season when there's practice, when there's scheduled rest days, and overall... You know, when we're a healthy team, then I think we'll be a very solid team. And I think we can, you know, potentially, you know, I, I hope they bring this back, uh, you know, be a wild card, you know, essentially. So obviously, guys, you know, they had to change it up a little bit. We had to basically inter-squad amongst uh, the entire Mass Mutual East Division. So that kind of got redundant. So hopefully everything goes back to normal by next season where we're playing 80-something games. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope we play the full 82 games. It could be 70 games. I, I don't know. What the case might be but the way I see it if MLB is capable of doing 162 games this season then I think the NHL is capable of doing once again 82 game seasons but uh, ultimately that's up to the commissioner Bettman and also the players association whatever the case might be but ultimately it's going to be very interesting and so one interesting thing that uh, coach Lindy Ruff said in his exit interview was that Players have grown since the trade deadline. I do agree with that, albeit we did lose 10 straight games towards the end of the year. But I guess, you know, when we're talking about growing, we're talking about growing pains as well. So that was definitely a growing pain right there. And he said different voices in the room now. He mentioned Jack Hughes, Miles Wood, and Nico Heizer. Now, why do those three names sound familiar, especially if you listen to my show? It's because I predict that those three players are going to be the captains next year. So, Nico Heiser will obviously be the head captain. Then you got Miles Wood. He will uh, retain his alternate captain role in which he finished off the season with. And then Jack Hughes, given his production this season and the amount of players he's mentored made better and the fact that he also improved his game to new heights, I fully anticipate that Jack Hughes deserves that alternate captain role, given his relationship with the coaching staff. So that's my personal opinion. So he said their personalities are starting to show. You have to learn from your struggles, not repeat them. And he said they're going to get better and continue to grow. And, uh, you know, they're going day in and day out to every arena and talk about uh, areas that they need to improve upon. And the young players uh, need support slash veteran players. I could not agree more. So it's one of the reasons why Travis Zajac, you know, said the things he said a few days ago uh, to uh, the Islanders media in terms of structure, in terms of veteran presence for the Islanders. It's just like, you know, here's one thing he is uh, right about. We don't have many veteran players, but ultimately, guys, you know, that's not what we're looking for. So obviously, you know, we tried with Corey Crawford. That didn't work. He decided to retire before the start of the season. And, you know, ultimately, guys, I, I, I think, um, you know, when, when we're uh, looking at it from this perspective, yeah the New Jersey Devils made a lot of mistakes but ultimately did they have that you know veteran leader to just ultimately knock our young guys into shape no we did not obviously we have the youngest captain in the NHL so it really should show you how young our team is so ultimately for the New Jersey Devils I believe they need to get a few veteran pieces to just really, you know, mesh things together. Because even P.K. Subban isn't enough to just, you know, be that veteran uh, presence. Especially now that we traded away Travis Zajac. So, um, you know, guys, uh, we are definitely uh, back there in terms of age. And we need to approve upon that. Because if Lindy Ruff is serious about taking this team to the playoffs... He cannot do it without some veteran leadership. He just can't do that. You know, that's not how it works. So ultimately for the New Jersey Devils... You know, we need some uh, veteran leadership. We need to, uh, you know, overall get that structure like Zajac has been preaching to uh, the Islanders media. And we need to see what happens because ultimately, guys, yes, he he is right in that regards. We do need some veteran pieces. But, you know, ultimately, it, we're, we're a rebuilding team at the end of the day. And, you know, we, we have to have our priorities straight in terms of, like, who we're going to get, who we're going to obtain. And obviously, we don't want to make a mistake. But, you know, if we're able to sign a veteran player, uh, I would have to look at the free agency board. But to let's just say hypothetically to like a one or two-year deal – Quite honestly, I, I think I'd be okay with that. So ultimately for the New Jersey Devils, uh, yeah, we're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. And, you know, it's one of the curses and blessings in disguise, which is we're able to give, you know, these young guys a chance to improve upon their games and ultimately, you know, just make mistakes. But at the same time, it's not really good if you want to make the playoffs. So I think uh, that was one of the frustrations for Zajac, you know, if you missed the last episode, which is just like, you know, Uh, I I think he was just frustrated with our overall, uh, I guess, commitment. So obviously... You know, uh, P.K. Subban is one of the oldest players on the team. He was born in 1989, so, you know, he's just as old as the Simpsons. And then you you got Aaron Dell, but obviously Aaron Dell can't really give you anything. Matt Tennyson is, uh, you know, uh, one year younger than P.K. Subban, but, you know, ultimately that's not really going to get you anywhere. So, yeah, we need some more old guys in our roster to just help uh, lead us. And, you know, ultimately, guys, we just don't have that because, yeah, I I think P.K. Subban currently is the oldest player on the New Jersey Devils roster. He can't do this all alone, so... You know, uh, Matt Tennyson, obviously, you know, just one year younger. And then Aaron Dell is actually around the same age as P.K. Subban. He's actually older than P.K. Subban by a couple of days. So I uh, stand corrected. Aaron Dell, or, you know, I guess technically he's not on the roster anymore. But, you know, Aaron Dell, let's just say hypothetically, he's uh, one of the oldest players on the New Jersey Devils roster. So Ruff is right. If we want to get to the playoffs, we need some veterans. So, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So um, let, let's uh, continue. But first... I have to give you guys the second and final live read this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. So Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, you know, I love the birthday cake flavor, and my birthday is on July 8th. Hint, hint. If you haven't uh, tried all the flavors, you can get the Mixed Box where you get two of the each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 net carbs. So order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. The offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so let's play a little game. Which uh, area do you think the New Jersey Devils need to approve upon? And which one did Lindy Ruff acknowledge in his exit interview meeting that the New Jersey Devils need to approve upon? Well, you guessed it. Specialty teams. Because he said their power play had changing pieces throughout the year, got better at the end of the year with Nico. So that's another X factor that we need to talk about, which is Nico Heger and his impact, especially on the power play, was able to make the New Jersey Devils that much better. Because I talked about how Zaka and um, Brot were able to mesh with Nico really well. I was really worried that uh, with Zaka doing so well once Nico Heger came back and, you know, Zaka being the center, I thought that, you know, Zaka should have have just stayed the center on the second line and then Nico Heizer should have moved down to the third line, the energy line, whatever you wanted to call it, just so uh, you know Nico could get his uh, feet underneath him and overall just ease his way back. Into uh, the rotation, back up to game speed, whatever the case might be, because he had missed so many games this year, but he proved me wrong. He uh, went back to his regular line, the captain line, the second line, and ultimately, he did really damn well, I'm, I have to add. So, you know, he helped Zaka finish off the year strong, and he helped Brot finish off the year strong. And like I said, despite him missing two thirds of the year, and ultimately, you know, me being a little hesitant about, you know, moving Zaka from center to a winger, especially since Zaka was on a little bit of a roll when Heezer came back from injury, I was a little concerned about Heezer uh, messing up the groove, and ultimately, you know, I just thought he should be on third line just as a rehab kind of thing just to ease back into it, but, you know, he, he proved me wrong, and you know what, I'll admit when I'm wrong, so, uh, yeah, Nico Heezer did a really good job, and I think that's an X factor we need to talk about, which is, you know, I believe the power play will do uh, much better once nico plays in more games and then ultimately you know uh, uh, uh according to dan rice of the hockey writers who's my colleague he said that lindy ruff also stated in his exit interview meeting that uh he trusted young players on a penalty kill so obviously this is my next topic of discussion in which uh bastion and mcleod we saw them being integrated on the penalty kill unit at times and ultimately you know they held their ground and ultimately you know That's uh, another thing we need to talk about. He expects them to be a bit better next year with that experience. So he entrusted uh, a lot of pressure uh, for those two young guys in Bastion and McLeod. And, you know, McLeod had a lot to prove, especially, you know, competing for two seasons at the NHL level and doing little to nothing. And then, you know, you got Bastion, who hadn't played in the NHL in over a year because uh, he played a few games, I believe, during the 2017 and 2018 season. Or was it? Uh, 2018, 2019, but either way, He was just yearning for that opportunity to just prove himself and the fact that he led the team in hits and he was tops in all NHL rookies in in the hits category really shows the determination from Bastion and then ultimately that's the next point of discussion that I want to uh, talk about. Uh, Ruff was actually very enthusiastic about McLeod, Bastion and the wood line, the speed, the physicality and the fact that McLeod did so well in the faceoff. So like I told you guys uh, uh, in last episode, uh, Lindy rough said that they did a lot of good things for the devils organization they brought the energy they brought the physicality they brought all that for the new jersey devils so i'm really satisfied with that uh wood bastion and mcleod line and i expect big things from them uh, next season so uh the one message to his team was that we don't want to be in the same place next year and they learned a hard lesson so Jack's game was light years better this season. He dominated some games, no comparison to what I had seen from him before. The only disappointment was missed opportunities. So obviously we talked about how Jack Hughes actually led the team in shots and how a lot of his shots just like, you know, ran out of the post, whatever the case might be. So that's just unlucky for Jack Hughes. Like I told you guys, if he had uh, more well-rounded teammates and ultimately, uh, you know, if those shots that, you know, went off the post or the crossbar, whatever the case might be, went into the twine, then Jack Hughes' numbers would be much higher. So when people are saying like, you know, hey, he didn't actually do that well, I'm just like, you know what? just a lot just didn't go his way okay so sometimes you can get unlucky in a sport so we'll just have to see how next season goes for him in that regards and then you know another thing that Lindy Ruff uh, spoke upon is that he intends to bring back the same assistant so okay you know I, 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 I'm okay with that Let, let's just see what they could do I'm sure they were just trying to get their feet wet I know a lot of people were just angry about it but I'm just like okay look you know, let's just give it one last chance because yes, uh, you know, uh, could we have done better on the specialty teams? But like I told you guys, they didn't have a lot of practice opportunities. So it would be kind of unfair to fire someone, especially since like they weren't given a chance to help fix it. If you know what I mean, if that makes any sense. So overall for the New Jersey Devils, uh, for Lindy Ruff bringing back his same assistance, I'm okay with that because you know next year they'll get more practice opportunities they'll get more times to sit down and just go over film whatever the case might be so ultimately guys I kind of agree with that mindset which is it's a little unfair to fire someone during a pandemic in which we were very limited and you know ultimately uh you know practice uh, time was little to non-existent and ultimately you can't just rely on morning skate a couple of things I want to add and then we'll wrap it up is that Mark Recchi was actually big for Jack Hughes' development this season, according to Lindy Ruff. So, you know, if you guys are a little hesitant on some of the assistant coaches, if some of you are hesitant on Mark Recchi, I'm just saying that he was a big part on the development of Jack Hughes. And I told you guys, I was actually a fan of Mark Recchi signing with the New Jersey Devils as an assistant coach under Lindy Ruff. So, Ultimately, I just love what Mark Recchi was able to do. He's played in three different decades for the NHL. So he's been around the game through thick and thin and thin and thinner. So he's a former champion. And ultimately, I love what Mark Recchi brings to this organization. And uh, we saw what happened with Jack Hughes. And then going back to the energy line, Lindy Ruff is looking to say, how do we bring that same energy to uh, you know, the kid line or the captain line, whatever the case might be? So Ultimately, you know, look for that major improvement next season, From all three lines and then obviously we're gonna have our fourth line I guess it's not called their energy line but whatever the case might be because like I told you guys the third line is usually your checking line and then the fourth line is your energy line but you know uh they're calling their third line their energy line I, I don't know that's uh that's very interesting to me but it goes to show you how weird our organization is and then uh finally for Lindy Ruff he says that they're just looking forward to running it back next season and just ultimately trying again and uh, he had it that it's uh, on everyone to be better coaches, players, and he's excited to grow with the staff as well as the team. He also said that the staff are vaccinated, so that is actually a good thing. So if you have not gotten vaccinated yet, maybe you should get vaccinated so that way you can return to the Prudential Center next season. So ultimately for Lindy Ruff, I think he did a phenomenal job of developing our young guys. I think um, he is actually the right head coach to lead us into the right direction. He obviously got a lot out of, you know, players like Mikey McLeod, Nathan Bastian, and Miles Wood. You know, diamonds in the rough, and that was our energy line that brought, you know, the fire. That's why. I did that episode yesterday, so that way I can lead it on into this episode, and then obviously Lindy Ruff and the front office, I think they're heading in the right direction. Ultimately, we got to see what they do in the draft. We got to see what they do in the offseason, and you know what? It's really exciting, guys. So uh, Lindy Ruff says, you know, I believe he's under contract for three seasons. He said that he wants the Devils to compete for a playoff spot. I'm on board for that, but some things are going to have to change because, you know, Aaron Dell and PK Subban can't be our oldest guys on the roster, albeit... I don't think either one of them is going to be returning uh, next season. But, you know, um, so if they don't return, then, you know, then we're really, uh, really young. So we're, we're we're going to get younger and younger. So we got to get some veteran pieces. We need to get, I'd, I'd say, two to three veterans who can just, you know, lead this team. Because obviously losing Zajac, losing Paul Mary, losing, uh, you know, Uh, Andy Green, whatever the case might be, losing our veteran players and, you know, losing another key veteran player who hasn't even, you know, played a single game for the New Jersey Devils, Corey Crawford, didn't really help us. So ultimately for Lindy Ruff, despite unprecedented times, despite the lack of practice, despite, you know, uh, the Devils season having to be shut down for two weeks uh, due to covid You know, ultimately, guys, um, I think Lindy Ruff actually did a pretty decent job of helping develop our young guys. So I'm really looking forward to see what he could potentially do in the future. So I'm all here for Lindy Ruff and his development. And, you know, I was really satisfied with his exit meeting interview uh, responses. And ultimately, guys, uh, I hope that provides you guys some insight as to the mindset of our head coach. And like I told you guys, if you want to find a coach specifically to thank for the development of Jack Hughes, thank Mark Wrecking. And like I told you guys, with the good relationship uh, Jack Hughes has with the coaching staff from Lindy Ruff to Mark Wrecking, and ultimately Lindy Ruff confirming that Jack Hughes was one of the leader voices in the locker room and that he was really satisfied with with Jack Hughes' performance, and it seems like that Lindy Ruff loves Jack Hughes as like a, as his son or whatever the case might be. I fully anticipate that Jack Hughes will be an alternate captain next year for the New Jersey Devils, quite honestly. I, I, I would be stunned if he's not given that role. I would be absolutely you know, uh, just um, numb, so I'm just saying that, I fully anticipate Jack Hughes to be a captain for the New Jersey Devils next season, but let me know what you guys think, and let me know what you guys thought of Lindy Ruff's responses on Locked on Devils, Uh, that's about all the time I have for you guys today, thanks for listening, continue to stay safe, and have a wonderful day, New Jersey, I will catch you guys in the next episode, and by the way, I I hate my laptop, I just want to say, I'm not not trying to blame you guys, but I hate my laptop, it kept glitching throughout the course of this recording, and I could have finished this recording like... 20 minutes earlier, but you know that my laptop sucks. So I need to get a new laptop, but thanks for listening guys. Go devils. And I will catch you on the next episode on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everybody.